Creative Brain Candy by Creators for Creators. Wait, what are you doing? Are you having a staring contest? Just blink, sweet Jesus. All right, James, why does Sam aggravate you? And don't say something childish. Why'd you give up that shield? Why are you making such a big deal out of something that has nothing to do with you? Steve believed in you. He trusted you. He gave you that shield for a reason. That shield, that is, that is everything he stood for. That is his legacy. He gave you that shield and you threw it away like it was nothing. Or so maybe he was wrong about you. And if he was wrong about you, then he was wrong about me. You finished? Yeah. All right, good. Maybe this is something you or Steve will never understand. But can you accept that I did what I thought was right? Welcome, everyone, to Smoking and Drinking in Capes, a superhero podcast from three guys who wish they had powers. This week, we start our coverage on the second Marvel series that Disney Plus has given us, starring Sebastian Stan, Anthony Mackie. It's 2021's Falcon and the Winter Soldier. But first, he's the guy who the internet demanded a meme of, dancing like an idiot. It's James. How you doing, James? Uh, good, I guess. It could be worse. You're comparing me to Baron Zemo, so whatever. All right, yeah. And he's the grumpy old man who thinks he's the trash police. It's Jason. How you doing, Jason? The trash police? What? Yeah. How am, I, how am I an 80-year-old Japanese dude? <laughs> I don't know. You, you're grumpy? What? Maybe I should flip I, I, those. I'm glad what? that I'm he flipped I'm not the those. grumpy one. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm, like, I am, uh, I'm in a good mood now because you flipped those, so I will not be grumpy yeah. this episode. Oh, good. my God. Perfect. All right, Jason, what's happening around CBC? Nothing. Nothing is happening around CBC now. I knew it. I knew it because you're grumpy. Yeah, I'm grumpy. <laughs> so fuck it. All right. Nothing's Perfect. happening. Perfect. Hey, James, you got any superhero news? No, I don't because you always shit on everything I do here, Rob. So I've decided that from now on, I'm just not looking up superhero news because when I do look up superhero news and I actually have something to talk about, you decide that you're just going to steamroll me and then nothing gets talked about. You just move on with whatever bullshit thing you want to do. So now, because of your insolence, everyone will suffer because we've got to talk for 57 minutes about fucking the first three episodes of this shit series. So this is all on you. James, do you have any superhero news? Because I want superhero news this time. Do you? No, yeah. Oh, you know what? You also you're not ready. You also want laid, and that doesn't happen. So, god damn, <laughs> man! The one time I allow you to do this superhero is the second news. week in a row you've said you have superhero news. I'm like, no, because you you you're like, oh, I really want superhero news. So then, like, if well, I'm not prepared, I did. yeah, if I'm prepared yeah. next week, you will you will be like, no, I don't want superhero news. So it's fine. Hey, it's, it's you know what, what? you know what. Come prepared. No, next I week. won't. No, absolutely not. No, no. Come prepared. <laughs> no, I will. I will let you have. I will let you have your moment of glory. Absolutely not. No. Yeah. 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 Come prepared. I, I actually do have a little bit of news. I read uh, an article somewhere that said that uh, they want uh, that that Warner Brothers wants to keep the Snyderverse now. What? Yeah. Now. Take this for what for what it's worth, because it came from the people that we got this covered, which are notorious oh for just putting out shit news. No shit. Yeah, but they claim that- That's where I get all my stuff. That's not news. shocking at all. They claim that yeah. somebody within Warner Brothers uh, has is leaking that they want to keep the, the Snyderverse. So, I, you know what? If they do, great. If they don't, well, fuck them anyway, because they've- Totally yeah, well, it it's some dude from the mailroom who's like, Snyderverse is so awesome, I wish they'd keep it. 
Wait. I've got inside scoop. All three of us said those exact words in that exact same in that Oh, same I know, tone. but it's not a Warner Brothers exec saying that. Uh, fuck Warner Brothers execs. I really, I got, I, I hate Warner Brothers so fucking much. Like they have, like they have literally the best superheroes, the best villains. They have such a rich lore that they can pull from. And instead, like when we get just a, even just a little nugget of movie gold, they shit all over it. They're like the Dave Filoni of movie studios. 100%. I agree with that. I agree with your analogy in every way. 100%. I'm behind you, Jason. They are the Dave Filoni of movie studios. Or they're the Rob of movie studios. <laughs> but I don't have anything to do with movie studios. Thank God for small miracles. Small miracles indeed. How about a pod crawl? No. No, you don't get a pod crawl this week because I'm grumpy. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I'm kind of right. with Jason on this. I, do we have to have a pod crawl? I mean, these, we do. These three. It's in the contract. These three you, fucking, shouldn't have, you shouldn't have made me grumpy. Yeah. And these three episodes are kind of shit. So. Anytime now. Oh, God damn it. Fine. We can call it, I don't know, say a pod crawl. The pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Pod crawl. Excellent. Insert it deep. Pod crawl. Kind of like a space suppository full of information. The movie opens with Falcon casually jumping out of a plane to go on a mission that the military can't do. Our favorite Frenchman, Batrock, from Captain America Winter Soldier is at it again with the kidnapping and hijacking. His last attempt with a boat didn't go well, so he is trying his hand at airplanes. Falcon catches up to the plane and has Red Wing, decked out with new toys, laser the door open. Falcon is unable to control the situation and a high-speed chase involving wingsuits, helicopters, and missiles takes place. Eventually the good guy wins and Sam heads back to America so he can put Steve's shield in a museum. Cut to Bucky having nightmares of his time as the Winter Soldier and reliving a mission where he killed a random innocent person. We learn that Bucky has been pardoned for his crimes as the Winter Soldier as long as he goes to therapy and promises not to hurt people anymore. Bucky has found himself a new 80-year-old friend who is the father of the dead dude in his dreams. Obviously, the old man doesn't know who Bucky used to He's be grumpy. because he plays wingman for Bucky and sets him up on a date with a hot bartender. Bucky, being the 120-year-old gentleman that he is, brings flowers to his date that night and they play Battleship and drink beers. That must be the 40s version of Netflix and Chill. Meanwhile, we are introduced to the season's big bad. A group called the Flag Smashers have been going around the world causing mayhem. This is a group that was displaced when everyone came back after the blip. They want things to go back to the way it was during those five God. years, when borders didn't matter. Oh yeah, and they are super soldiers. Sam has decided to go back to Louisiana and try and get the family business back on its feet. Things don't go well at the bank when you haven't been alive for five years, and never got paid by Tony Stark for being a superhero. What a dick move Tony. <laughs> Cut to a press conference held by the US government where they introduce John Walker, a younger version of the old man from the movie Up, and the new Captain America. Bucky sees the news report and isn't happy to learn that Sam gave away the shield. He goes to confront Sam about it and ends up on a mission to check out the Flag Smashers. Sam does his typical mission insertion and jumps out of the plane. Since Bucky wasn't invited, there isn't a parachute for him to use, so he jumps out too, but doesn't stick the landing. Falcon and White Panther learn that there is a whole group of super soldiers and proceed to get their ass kicked. Good thing Captain Walker shows up to lend a hand. Never mind, he gets his ass kicked too. Winter Falcon leaves Walker on the road and go visit a guy back in the States that Bucky knows. We learn that America wasn't happy when Steve decided to go on ice, so they made themselves a new super soldier and then forgot about him. They strike out with Isaiah and Bucky gets arrested for missing his therapy session. After Winter Falcon have a therapy session involving soul gazing and scissoring, Captain Walker tries to convince Winter Falcon to join forces to take down the Flag Smashers. Not liking the smell of bullshit, they go their own way and break Zemo out of prison. The three amigos head to Madripoor to find clues about the serum. With the help of Sharon Carter, they find the chemist responsible for the serum. Story time with Crowley tells us that the chemist was working on the serum prior to the blip. Unfortunately, he was blipped and the government scrapped the program. So the chemist went to work for the power broker in order to complete his version of the serum. 
Because Disney didn't want to have a bunch of jacked up actors, this version of the serum subtly amplifies the user without adding bulk. Whatever. Zemo, having heard enough of story time with Crowley, shoots the <laughs> chemist in the head right before the lab blows up. Key the three amigos escaping a firefight and the flag smashers blowing up a supply depot and killing people in the process. Credits. All right. So that is the first three episodes in a nutshell of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Uh, what are your overall impressions so far with those three? Uh, not not watching it the second time. How about the first time? Boring. Around? Yeah, so I didn't remember. I mean, and it was probably because it was spaced out over the time span of three weeks. I didn't remember this series being as slow a burn as it is. Yeah, it 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 doesn't go anywhere quickly. It sets, at least in the first three. It sets up a lot of social justice warrior bullshit. Oh my god! Yeah. Here we go. Oh, it's yeah. just so fucking on the nose that it it's it's painful to watch this well, a second I mean, time. I mean, it really is. Yeah, the, and what we didn't what what wasn't explained was the whole the whole uh, Bucky got arrested. However, Sam was getting accosted first by. Th- by two white cops, yeah, uh, thinking that Sam Dude, was. So, so here's the thing: yeah. they they set this up at the end of of uh, Avengers, uh, the last Avengers movie, where they gave, uh, where where Cap gave uh, Sam the fucking shield, right? Right. Yeah. They set this all up, yeah. and that's fine, and I'm okay with that storyline because I think it's a storyline that needs to be told, especially in today's climate. I I really am okay with that. Having a black Captain America, I think it's something that that needs to happen. I think they set it up pretty well. What doesn't need to happen is, uh, you know, that there was a, a a black super soldier that got fucked by the government because that's what the government does, folks. They just fuck all the minorities. That's it. That's all they've ever done well, in the in the history of the U.S. I government. Did, is didn't they, that happen okay. in the comics? They, wait, 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 they wait. Fuck minorities. That's all they've done. Do you, do you think they fucked him because he was a minority or because he was a super soldier and they wanted his blood to figure out how to duplicate the serum? Well. So let's Definitely let's not mix motivations here. Definitely the latter. Now I can see the, them. I can see them making him a super soldier because he was black. Because there is a history of of you know government experimenting. Yes. The government on experiments on all the soldiers. Like I don't. I I don't. No I don't no, 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 no 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 no. Like this was civilians. They they experimented on civilians with syphilis and didn't tell them. Okay. I'm, what do you want? The government's done fucked up shit to everybody. It's not. That's what I'm saying. They just didn't do it to minorities. They've done it to everybody. So I, I'm not sure what your what your quabble is with My this. My quabble is, is that it's, it's not like after, they haven't done it before. It's not like there's precedent for this. Okay. Well, then why wasn't a white guy, or why wasn't it an Asian guy, or why wasn't an Indian guy? I mean, at least so with, I I think like, I think in this particular case they were. They were trying to bring in Isaiah Bradley, who was Black I, Captain America in the comics. And I'm okay and then they were, with that. And but, and I think they were trying to also push their agenda slightly with the whole slightly, with me. Slightly? But, slightly? When but they get into does, an argument on the streets. Hold on, hold on. But, but it makes me? sense. I mean, okay, yes, the argument on the streets and all that. That's I'm not talking about that, but the whole, the whole him getting... Uh, well, do you want to talk about the on. flag smashers? I mean, in a minute, damn, whose show is this? I'm not sure anymore. <laughs> yeah, but you know, they talk about you know, I can see that the the government testing on people, and yeah, they tested on some black individuals, um, you know, but I think he would have been incarcerated or or shut shut up um, or silenced regardless of his color agreed and okay that was my point yeah do you think they locked him up because he was black no they locked him up because he was a super soldier and they wanted his blood now they may have made him a super soldier they may have made him a yeah go ahead sorry (laughs) they may have made him a super soldier because he was black there's no evidence of that okay there's no evidence of that, but there is precedent. Okay. Well, they said they also he said though that it was him and a bunch of his uh, a bunch of other black friends uh, comrades were experimented on, and he was the only one that survived. I mean, he said that his whole squad was super soldiers that were black. Look, 
so we're gonna get to this later on uh in the episode but what's wrong with being a fucking super soldier uh, well, there's there's probably nothing wrong with being a super soldier until they lock you up for 30 years and do a bunch of experiments on you afterward. Look, when you sign up for that, that shit, might make me a little jaded too. Whatever. It's just it's all very on the nose. And then you get to the flag smashers and that's very on the nose. Like everything about this series is just too social justice warrior e for me. I mean, it just is. It, it it reeks well, of it. I mean, it. how so? It just reeks of it. The whole fucking well, show reeks of it. Every episode, there's at least 10 what? minutes spent on it. And when we get into the later episodes, there's more than 10 minutes spent on it. I mean, honestly, this is the weakest. What, what part of this is, is and what are you calling social justice warrior? Why, why don't you define that for me? Because you've used it so often, it kind do of not, eluded the meaning. Not, I have no idea know, what you're talking about. It means about whatever, whatever he wants is, it to mean. You know what? That's not accurate the, at all. Exactly. The, that is, Example you know what? That's just not accurate. And for the two of you to say that, uh, and to try to invalidate my opposing opinion to yours, I think is kind of bullshit. So if we can't okay. have a conversation about it, and you can't handle well, an opposing you throw opinion. Out the, you throw then, out then the term just, social justice just, warrior without specifying what makes I have it. no problem exiting the conversation if that's what you want. If you don't want to listen to my opposing opinion. I'm asking opinion, you to clarify. If I have to clarify what fucking social justice warrioring is, then maybe you should spend a little bit more time on Twitter. Like, I don't know what you want me to tell you. It's all of this. It's all of this. It's not fair what happened in the past and... It's not fair, and so there needs to be there needs to be a, a, a I don't want to use the word reparations, but pretty much reparations. Like there needs to be an atonement on the part of the white folk for what happened in the past. That's not it. And while we can certainly address uh, a, a black Captain America and all of the connotations that come with that, and everything that happened in the past, and, and how uh, how some people might still try to marginalize him because he's a minority. We can certainly have that conversation, but to do it so fucking blatantly and have such a left fucking spin on everything, it's annoying. And then to come on this show and have you just fucking rip into me because you want me to fucking clarify something that you know exactly what it is, is condescending. No, I didn't know it's what part of this are, are they, uh, what part of this show are they saying that, that needs you know atonement? What? I'm going to exit the conversation. Let me know when you guys are done with this. And I'll come back. But I, I, I'm not going to have this conversation because I will not be condescended to on a podcast. I'm, tr- I'm not condescending you. I'm trying to understand it through your view. I'm trying to understand what you're talking about here because I don't see it. So, okay. I, and, and so and he I, shuts down the conversation and that's so I, productive. As productive as you being condescending and to try to tell me that you're not being condescending is even more infuriating. And and honestly, I think maybe the rest of this episode, you two should just carry on without me because I am not in a place to talk about this in any entertaining form anymore. I'm just not. Perfect. All right. Well, because I was going to, I was going to ask because, and I'm, not trying to be condescending at all uh, with the flag smashers. I, I understand. I understand that it's you know that they want it to go back the way it was, but are I mean are they asking? F- they're not asking for. Well, I guess they are asking for handouts to an extent. Um, could could the GRC could the GRC handle or have done things? better um i mean obviously they could what could they have done though to make those that came back from the blip because this isn't going to be the first the last time or the first time or whatever that uh, the blip comes up i mean we see it and we saw it in wandavision uh and we'll talk about wandavision in a couple couple weeks uh you know and then it's it's affected in spider-man far from home a bit uh, how how could we have, or how could they have? I should say, because it's not us. How could they have uh, handled the displacement or the people coming back after five years better? Well, I mean, 
moving past the questionable name of Flag Smashers, which makes them sound like they really, really, really love flags, like, a lot. Or um, they're trying to get rid of the nations. Because one well, of their things I mean, was... So, you know, how you... Never mind. That to- that joke totally went over your head. I got, but anyways, I got you. Okay. Um, they, they didn't really explain what their motivation or what their goals were other than they wanted to go back to the time where nations didn't have borders. I guess during the, the five-year stretch during the snap or after the snap, uh, I guess there were, there was free movement of people across borders. The countries didn't really have and, borders or governments and they really anymore. Don't, they don't explain I, that. Yeah. Which I much. kind of find hard to believe in the first place, but in the second place, I, with, you know, let's say there was 7 billion people on the planet whenever the snap happened. Three and a half billion of them just went away. Most of those and are in then, China. China and India, yeah. It's China um, and India, yeah, I mean. But, and then with the sudden resurgence of all the people coming back, yeah, you're going to have a logistics problem because all of those people have to be put back into systems, have to, you know, I mean, there's probably a huge economic impact from, uh, the the gross domestic product of all these countries suddenly having an influx of people without jobs or or production issues i mean there's 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 tons of stuff that are happening it, i'm not sure that the gdc if if this is the 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 entity that is supposed to be sorting all this out is doing the right thing by putting everybody in refugee camps those never seem to really work out very well because they they're temporary solutions that so tend who to is, become permanent and this and this is what was confusing me. Who who was going? Who's going into those refugee camps? Is it is it the people that came back from the blip, or is it the people that were around? And when the other people came back from the blip, they wanted their homes back. And so then, you know, if you were in somebody else's home or whatever, you got. That's how I looked at it. Is it was the people that were around that got put into those camps or those settlement centers. Again, the the show doesn't do a very good job of explaining no. who's who's in the refugee camps. I took it as the people who came back from the blip or came but back then from the why snap. Would, but then why would Carly be all up in arms about it saying I want it the way it used to be because she was part of those refugee camps? I, I don't know. That's... Yeah, you, you may have it right. It may be people that were displaced after they squatted in somebody else's house. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, who knows? All right. So outside of let's move past the the social justice stuff. Outside of that, what else didn't work in in these first three episodes? We talked about the pacing a little bit. Uh, you know, it was a it's a slow burn. Uh, what? a little bit of action in the first half, first part of the first episode. And then it's really only like little small pieces of action. Um, One of the things that I, I hate about shows like this is the jumps in time or the, the, uh, the total disregard for time and distance. Like Anthony Mackie is in the Middle East at one point. He dr- he flies back to to Washington D.C. for the uh, the the ceremony, putting the shield back in or putting the shield in the Smithsonian. <laughs> I can't Smithsonian. talk today. Smithsonian. Yeah. Um, and then suddenly he's uh, on a plane to to Germany, and it seems like you know just a few hours later on a C one thirty that he's uh, uh, he he's in Germany, ready to jump out of the plane again. So to this, go after this, after the flag, yeah, the, yeah, they're bouncing all over the right. world, and it seems like they're doing it in just a matter of hours. And this gets really really bad on the last episode that we'll get to. But yeah, the the disregard for time and distance is really annoying me in this show. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to to follow it to an extent. Um, so, so as far as uh, as far as the overall impression of these first three, I mean, they're talking about doing a second show, right? A second season. Are they doing um, a second season, or I, is it just the Captain? Oh America no, no, movie? it's the it's the Captain America movie. That's right. Um, do you? Do you think that's a good idea? 
Yeah, yeah. Um, he's carrying on the mantle of Captain America. He's now, after this series, now Captain America. So he's going to be the new Captain America in phase four, five, you know, however, however long. However long he's he's assigned. Yeah. So. All right. Um, and maybe maybe James can come back on this one. This So Sharon Carter. Um, Super hot. Well, yeah. Um, did you see her? And obviously we find out at the end that, yes, she's the power broker. But when you watched this the first time, did you think that she was the power broker from the get-go? Not this early, no. You didn't? No. Uh, see, I, I, I had a sneaking suspicion when she got uh, pulled into the, or when she went back into the car after the gunfight, after the in the at the container yard, I had a sneaking suspicion that that she was the power broker, or at least a yeah. I figured. I mean, she was they the power they broker. they didn't make it as subtle as I thought on the rewatch. I mean, she was there in the bar, right? And uh, she pulled up her hoodie and left just as they entered, and she nodded yeah. at the bartender. So that was obviously her. And they start talking about the power broker. Um, and then that conversation with her driver in the car, I mean, they, 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 they left subtle clues. Well, not so subtle clues throughout the episodes. I didn't see it or figure it out until probably the end of episode four or maybe even into episode five. Yeah. I, and I thought, I thought it was very suspicious cause she, she freaked out when Zemo killed the scientist. Um, why, why would why would she freak out if she because she no... wanted the super serum? She was well, having no, no, no. him make no, another I know. batch. I, as the power broker, yes, but uh, if she wasn't the power oh, broker, well, because, why I mean, would she freak out? Because she's supposed to be sense. a good guy, right? She's Sharon uh, Carter. Carter. She's Peggy Carter's niece. She's the CIA agent that got burned by yeah. siding with Steve. So yeah, you figure she, she's a good guy, just making making things work. Yeah, she was just. It seemed like she was a little over overreacting compared to the other the other two, Bucky and and Sam. Uh, you know, they were taken aback by it, but they didn't they didn't uh, you know freak out as much. So, I I don't know. I I personally f- kind of pegged her as the power broker from from the get go. Uh, after that uh, after that fight scene. Um, you know, when she's like a major complication, you know, type of deal. Um, the other thing that I had that I was, I was curious about is, you know, so, so Bucky's going through therapy. Um, one of his three rules, I think it was the second rule or something like that. Don't hurt anyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you think, uh, let's, let's go with, uh, I guess it was episode two, uh, the truck scene. Um, do you think that Bucky was holding back during that whole thing uh, because of his rules that he has started to semi follow? Uh, you no, know, because I, I mean, he got he got held back pretty easily. I don't know that he was getting well. He was also fighting super soldiers just like himself, so it was more equal footing, right? I think the only okay. advantage that he had was his. Uh, you know, extensive hand-to-hand combat skills in his arm, which he was—he didn't do anything when he was being held down by two people. I mean, he didn't. I would think that arm would be able to overcome. I, I don't know that the arm gives him that much enhanced strength. Maybe, maybe it does, but you know, he has to have leverage in order to use it too, right? Oh, yeah. I, guess. I mean, two two super soldiers were holding him down, so I I, I see that as plausible. But it also may be a, a thing that superhero movies and TV shows do, where he's only as strong enough as he needs to be to move the plot along. Gotcha. Okay. So so with that, uh, Captain Walker comes in, jumps in. Um, first off, that seemed like a very very long jump from the helicopter onto yeah. the truck. Maybe almost implausible for, cause he didn't have, he doesn't have powers. Well, according to MIT, is it like 
peak physical peak, condition peak and physical. off the charts so, in both uh, so endurance, he has watch, physicality, he, and, and mental. And, yeah. Right. Okay, yeah. So he has watchman powers. Right, yeah. I gotcha. Okay, so just another Rorschach. Anyway, so uh, I find it hard to believe that he would be able to hold his own as well as he did against super soldiers like that. Yeah, that that seemed a little implausible too. Now he did have the shield, and the the shield will do a lot for him because it's vibranium. And well, it yeah, can it would it would absorb, absorb impacts and thing, things like that. You would you I wouldn't think that it, you'd be able to knock somebody off of their feet, you know, because he kind of charged uh, Carly or something like that when, uh, or charged one of them and knocked them knocked them back. Well, I mean, uh, they're they're still only like what. Around maybe a hundred and seventy-five to two hundred and twenty-five pounds, depending on the person that he was fighting. So it's just physics. He runs into him, he can knock him over. Okay, even if with super strength or whatever, you don't think that that takes into account. If they if they had something to brace on, but they were on top of the the truck trailer, so I mean, he football tackles them. They're gonna get knocked okay. back. All right. Um, what's what's that guy's name? Battlestar. Yeah, useless? I never liked that game. Useless? No, I, I don't think he's useless. I think he's a, a good hand-to-hand combat or combatant. Um, he seemed to to hold his own okay. Uh, he was definitely outmatched by the, the super soldiers, and he didn't have the shield to help him. He's obviously not as, as well-trained or um, as... I don't. I, I guess as in top physical form as as Walker is, but I think he did okay. Okay. I so so watching watching that and 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 having the the knowledge of what comes next. Um, I did I did see a lot of um, little moments that uh, kind of nodded to the fact that Walker. Walker wasn't necessarily, um, uh, I don't want to say, I don't want to say he was unhinged, but he definitely, he wasn't the kind of guy that, uh, the original doctor back in Captain America would have wanted. Right. No, um, no, he's definitely, we're even in the, what second episode it was it. Um, yeah. You, yeah, you start to see his, his mentality start to fray. He's he's starting to lose it, right? And he's yeah. he's definitely not somebody that Eurus would have picked for the Super Soldier program. Yeah, and I think I, th- you know, and, and and watching it, you can kind of see uh, Battlestar, uh, especially after the um, uh, prison thing. After the after Bucky, they take Bucky out, and they're like, "Hey, come on." You guys need to work with us, and like, nah, see you later. You know, out there in the parking lot, you know. And he made he he, uh, I can't remember what Walker said, but he made a comment and stay Battlestar, out of my way. Yeah, yeah. And Battlestar looked at him and it kind of like, eh, really? Yeah, you know. Um, yeah, you know. So you see those kind of things, and knowing what happens in the future, it's kind of one of those red flags, so to speak, that I'd be like, you know watching it the second time I'm like eh okay I can see he's he's un, he's not quite right he's unhinged, he's getting unhinged um you know cuz he he is a soldier and he's used to going playing by the book and in this particular case he's off book uh you know he's having to make his own decisions um, well and when we find out later that you know he's seen some shit and yeah. that's that's probably taking a toll on his mental health as well um, but yeah, he's, he slowly becomes unhinged. He's, he, he is not the Steve Rogers that everybody wants him to be. And there's a lot of stress on him be, being the new Captain America to try and live up to that mantle too, right? Yeah. But he keeps saying, I'm not trying to take his place. Nobody can take his place. I mean, no, he he's not trying to that. take his place, but he still knows that, you know, as Captain America, he's being held to this, this high standard and everybody's going to make the comparison between him and Steve Rogers, whether he likes it or not, whether he says I'm, I'm trying to replace Steve or not. He, the, the comparisons are going to be there and he's still yeah. trying to live up 
to that that image. Yeah, you've got the shield. You you have something to live up to, and I think that's and and I think that's a theme that kind of kind of flows through this whole this whole series in terms of the, the shield, what it represents, and and those that wield it, so to speak. Um, you know, can they live up to the legacy that it has? Uh, you know, Bucky. You know, Bucky makes a makes a good point in um, during their scissor session. Um, you know that if Steve was wrong about Sam wanting the or deserving the 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 shield, then he was wrong about the fact that Bucky could be uh, redeemed or 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 is a good guy. I guess is what yeah is what he's, yeah that yeah. Bucky could could be brought back from the from being the winter soldier could be right. redeemed yeah yeah so you know there's a lot of emphasis put on put on the shield in terms of of you know it comes with certain responsibilities or what it represents and how you're supposed to act and all that kind of stuff um which uh actually brings up a question that I had in terms of so if if Steve didn't give it to Sam in in game if Steve just said I'm done here's the shield do you think Bucky would have picked uh taken up the mantle no I don't think so I don't think Bucky thinks he's worthy I don't I don't think that the world would accept Bucky as Captain America after everything that he's done so but Uh, how how does the world know what he's done he he's the winter soldier it's going to come out Okay. He's a dude with a big metal arm that used to kill people throughout the ages. Yeah. That shit's going to come out. You think it? Okay. Cause that's a, that's another thing that really kind of throws me off is, is the whole, how, how do people know what happened during end game? How, how did it become common knowledge about the giant? I mean, excuse me. Yeah. It's a giant fight. Things are going to get out, but how, how do people know, what was happening, right? So quickly, um, you know, we'll talk about it a little bit uh, during WandaVision. I mean, because WandaVision happens a couple weeks after it starts happening, a couple weeks after Endgame. Um, you know, how how does everybody know what's going on? Like cameras like everywhere, were, cameras everywhere. They watch the movie too. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so I my my question is, do you think all buddy cop movies would be made better with a scissoring scene? Uh that particular you know, so so that I thought that scene was pretty funny, you know, in terms of you know, they're staring at each other, and then they turn into a staring contest, and then it's like, Oh yeah, you're funny and yeah, sure, why not? You know, I I, I found that humorous. Um I do like I do like the the antagonizing that happens between the two of them at the beginning that then turns into a friendship. Um, toward, yeah, I mean they towards the they, end they definitely put these two together as as kind of opposite characters. One's a one's kind of a jaded cynic and and very brooding, and the other is a very optimistic. Uh, uh, very outgoing and and cheerful guy, uh, with a, a positive outlook on the future. Uh, one's dealing with a lot of shit in his past, and the other is dealing a lot of, with a lot of shit that, from a past that he never had. Yeah, I thought it was a I thought it was a good juxtaposition of the two characters. Some of their banter does get a little old because um, it seems like they're already starting to recycle some of these buddy cop tropes and and jokes that they're doing. But yeah. yeah, it works. Okay. Um, how jarring was how jarring was Zemo uh, to you? I mean, he got retcon. He got rewritten. How so? Well, in 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 Winter Soldier, he was a teacher or whatever. Um, 
or at least that's what he said. I mean, they never they never alluded in the Winter Soldier, even through him talking about it. You know, they said he was like a teacher or something like that. Maybe that was just him lying to everybody um, from Sokovia. But they never they basically never said that he was this wealthy, well connected bad guy. The yeah, Baron's son. Yeah. I don't remember so, when, when did they say he was a, a teacher? Did was was that when he was talking with Rogers at the very end, right before he was gonna try th- and kill himself or Yeah, I think so, or some somewhere in that. There there was a um I, or maybe when they were running him through the system. Um, so if they were running him through the system, I think he was taking on alternate identities okay. uh, to get his mission. I think the only time that he was actually honest with his past was at the very end of Civil War when he was talking with Steve as to why he did what he did. Basically, the the uh, the Age of Ultron uh, shenanigans that carried Sokovia up into the sky, killed his family, and he right. was wanting revenge on on the Avengers and to break them up because he, he thought they were too powerful. So, right. I, I don't remember the teacher part in that part, but I, I may have I missed swear, it. It's been a yeah, while. Yeah, I swear he said he said he was a teacher or something like that, um, it, you know, and then his family was crushed uh, because of Ultron. Um, and, and, and then... Because I I remember reading something about it uh, when we when this first came out about how they it it seemed like they rewrote or retconned Zemo to try to fit him into something else uh, or to fit him more closely to the the comic book. Um, I I think it fits better with the way even if they did retcon it, I think it fits better the way they retconned it because I mean a teacher having that kind of access uh, to, to make the plans that he made yeah. plans happen. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it's plausible for everything that he did in civil war. Right. Uh, because I he mean, did a lot of covert and, and really high level shit in civil war to get to where he was to get himself in, in front of Bucky. Yeah. So it, it, it makes more sense him being like, you know, a barren son and having these connections to the underworld and, and having the money to, and resources to do what he did rather than, you know, just being a teacher on a revenge path. Right. Now, yeah. it was a little jarring to me that, you know, uh, Sam just kind of accepted that he was broken out of jail and was going to help them out. That seemed like a, a real flip, uh, a real quick flip that Sam did. But if you think of Sam as kind of this pragmatist type, person and that kind of fits too okay yeah i i the way i was looking at it is he didn't like it but he was it was a necessary evil at the time right um and and you know and he he said you know we're done or what was it we're when we're done you're going back or you 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 make the wrong move you're going back um you know, and Zemo's like, fair enough. So, uh, you know, I think, and, and I think Zemo crossed some lines in, in the future that didn't, uh, and Sam didn't stay true to his word um, on that. Um, that seems a little off. Uh, but, you know, we can talk about that next time because it happens in the next next three episodes. Right. All right. Um any any final thoughts? No, I mean, the first three episodes didn't blow me off my feet whenever they first aired. The second viewing, even all in a row, just didn't, you know, totally thrill me. They're okay. I mean, they're not bad. They're definitely worth a watch at least once, just so you're up to date with everything that's going on in the MCU and what they're setting up for the future. I... Uh, it's not the best stuff that Marvel's ever put out, though. So, do you think? Do you think that that is is a product of twenty twenty? No, because I think they did a lot of this before twenty twenty. Did they? I thought. Uh, I thought they started at the beginning of the year, and then had to 
had to stop because of COVID. Uh, maybe so, I don't know. Well, I, I would think I would think that they would have had most of it written out um, before then. So maybe not. Maybe not. Uh, James, do you have any final thoughts? None. None whatsoever. Okay. Uh, do you want to do a limerick? Sure. So these two heroes are friends, but they argue like a couple of hens. The plot is quite bad. The new captain is sad. Disney's SJWs are at it again. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's do um, awards. Who's got awards? I got some. All right, uh, Jason. Let's go with the black lung. Um, black lung. Did anybody? I didn't see anybody smoking. I don't think smoking's allowed in Disney Plus shows. So, um, we don't have a an honorary black lung yet, do we? Uh, we don't officially. No. Um, I guess I can go with everybody that they blew up in that building in like what episode three. Blew up in the building. Oh, oh, the flag smashers. Yeah, that blew up. Okay, all right. James, did you do awards? Helicopters in episode one. Helicopters, nice. I went with the Madripoor docks because uh, that uh, not only the the crates, but then that uh, that fuel spill or gas pipeline thing that they blew up. All right, headlush, James. Uh, I was going to give it to Sam because he drank whatever that snake shit was but zemo what was it was that was that an was that an egg or (laughs) i don't know snake balls or what i don't know i don't know uh but zemo drank the most like he always had a drink in his hand so zemo gets it all right jason so it was a toss-up between um sharon carter and sam because sharon like when she pours a drink she pours a drink jeez um, but I'm ultimately going to give it to Sam for drinking snake balls. Okay. I gave mine to Zemo, uh, specifically for the minute he got on his plane, he had champagne and commented how he mi- missed it. Player, Jason. Yeah, I'm not sure about this one. I guess maybe I'll give it to Bucky for looking longing, longingly into Sam's eyes. <laughs> While they were scissoring? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He seemed to be the one most enthusiastic about the scissoring. He was. And I think most of that was just because Sam felt uncomfortable. James? I was going to give it to the old man for setting up uh, Bucky with with the hottie. But I honestly think that the person with the biggest kink is the therapist because she got Sam and Bucky to scissor. So I'm giving it to the therapist. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I did give it to the old man for playing wingman for Bucky. Um, I thought that was a very player move. Um, Purple Hippo, James. Uh, This one's tough. I don't know if there was really a Purple Hippo in in this episode other than the executives at Disney that obviously said push our agenda. All right. Jason? Um, so I'm going to give it to Bucky. Um, I think having to like make amends and relive all of the bad bullshit that you did whenever, uh, you were brainwashed. I think that's a pretty fucking head trip right there. Okay. So, and and I'm going to stop real quick on that. Do you think, do you think that he was having the nightmares and such, uh, when he was in Wakanda recovering, or do you think that that has come up? since he's been forced to do therapy and make amends and talk about it and that kind of thing. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. You know I, would, I mean, I he, would was, imagine- he was frozen in Wakanda for a little while, but eventually, you know, they deprogrammed him. Yeah, um, they they thought him out, deprogrammed him. He lived the life of a hermit, you know, herding sheep. I I would imagine he probably had some, some nightmares, nightmares and flashbacks back when he was in Wakanda. They may have intensified through therapy. She seems to, she seems to be keyed in on them. They they may have discussed them in the past or or whatever, but she knows about them. So, okay. 
Um, I gave my purple hippo to uh, Captain Walker uh, mostly because uh, he's got some he's got some demons happening. Uh, you kind of see it uh, before he steps out for Good Morning America, um, and then you really see him uh, starting to crack a little bit under the the pressure of being captain there towards the end uh, when people aren't doing what he wants them to do. Um, so I, I, I kind of figure, okay, he's, he's not quite right in the head. He's got some PTSD, um, and he could use some, uh, help from, from Falcon who was, who helped PTD, PTSD soldiers. So he could learn a thing or two, I guess. All right. So that's going to do it. Uh, next week we will continue our coverage of Falcon and the Winter Soldier, uh, by talking about the last three episodes, um, I think these are a little bit more heavy on the action and less on the plotting along. Um, Or at least it has a lot more action moments. Uh, So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, Our intro and outro music is Demon by JVNA. Our pod crawl music is Snack Mix by Machette. If you like the show, please rate and review us on iTunes. You can leave us feedback on our Discord channel at smokinganddrinkinginkapes.com slash discord or email us at smokinganddrinkinginkapes at outlook.com. Visit Creative Brain Candy for more great shows and other creative works at creativebraincandy.com. For this week, I'm Rob. I'm Jason. All right. James, give me a clap. Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> Jason, give me a cough. No. <laughs> Turn a cough. Hold on. Jason, Simon says, pat your head. No. All right. Well, if your track's fucked up, that's your problem. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'll make you record it. Word I'll for give you word. a clap. If you want a clap, I'll give you a clap. Yeah, sure. Give me a clap. There you go. Jason, give me a clap. There you go. Any time now, Sparky. Hey, I can hear it. All right. Uh, Just because you were (laughs) fucked up on Sunday doesn't mean that. Hey, you were too. Well, that's because fucking Discord's a bitch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. All right. We'll go live in five, four, three. Don't sound so fucking excited. Jesus. Yeah, let's do this again with feeling. (laughs) See, there's a reason why I didn't actually start. (laughs) Ah, you guys suck. (laughs) All right. Welcome everyone to Smoking and Drinking Love in it, Capes, darling. a super Love evil podcast. What? Oh my God! You were like, was it just me or was he like blowing out the speaker? Uh, it was blowing out the mic. It doesn't matter what he was. He was funny as shit. Okay.